Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter 1st verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes, It's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's belief when no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. And today is uh, June the 9th. This is Reg Clay with Craig Dickerson. Hey, Hello, Craig Reg. <laughs> Hello, Craig here. Um, wonderful Saturday morning. It's a little breezy, and uh, we're going to uh, tap into the Old Testament, Hosea 11. Um, but beforehand, uh, I will um, take us into prayer. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, and we love you so much for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning and uh, for us to delve into your word again. We pray that you uh, guide us as we look into your word and to receive the guidance that you have prepared for us. We ask that you bless us in our thinking and our um, trying to dive into what what you have to say to us and uh, the blessings that you have to bestow on us through your word. And we pray that everything that we say and we do and we think and we feel is guided by the love of you. This and all other blessings we ask in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen and amen. All right. We've got a, a bit of an agenda today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a tumultuous kind of week for uh, for a lot of people out there. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very sad. Um, you know, I think, uh, I forget what it was, either Monday or Tuesday that um, Kate Spade, uh, committed suicide, and then on Friday, Anthony Bourdain. Um, and those are just the folks that are famous. Yeah, and I think the reason it's gotten everybody so shocked and, and, and horrified by this is because these were kind of like, you know, viewed as happy, successful, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> incredibly dynamic people in their careers and in their examples yeah you know as yeah. far as culture yeah and as far as how a lot of people you know mm-hmm. took them and i think that it, it it's just been an incredible blow i've seen lots of people you know discussing sadness and despair and depression and suicide and what it means to recognize anxiety because i think you know you know i think a lot of people are like oh Gee, I if that's happening, you know, out mm-hmm. of the blue, yeah, am I not seeing it? Am I not helping? Am I not am and am I not dealing with it if it's my own? Yeah, you know, kind of despair. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it's fascinating, especially these two individuals, because they sort of marketed themselves as being sort of full of life. I mean, Kate Spade. I didn't know anything about her because I'm not really into fashion, but apparently she focused on pocketbooks or purses. Uh, beforehand, um, and then she sort of had a line of clothing and and other peripherals for women that would speak to the professional woman, but also add a bit of color, sort of sort of a um, a perky, uh, quirky sort of happiness mm-hmm. that 
a professional woman can have. Yeah, and I think people appreciated that. And, you know, it's like, you know, I know in the fashion world when you, when, you know, when you're a success and you make people feel beautiful. And, right. And it, it just kind of has this, you know, thunderous kind of like, you know, snowball effect. You know, you're affecting people's lives and making them feel visually lovely. And, That's right. And they appreciate that. And, yeah. And, and it just kind of rebounds. I think with Bourdain, too, he kind of like mm-hmm. made everyone feel like, you know, something that they do, like, you know, eating mm-hmm. a meal or, or blending in with another piece of culture is, exactly is, right. a, is a life-affirming, eye-opening, visceral thing that, mm-hmm. you know, he had the ability as a good writer and mm-hmm. as like a, you know, probably a really fun person to know That's from right. what most That's people right. say, mm-hmm. is he had the ability to kind of like inspire, you know, that kind of life, that kind of vitality, that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. normal human thing, but it elevated human things. So I think it's just like it, it really hurt. It hurt it, yeah. it hurt deep because it's like, oh my gosh. Right. You know, that can't yeah. – how, can well, how can that leave this world? Yeah. The, I read one story that um, people have said that Anthony Bourdain had a wonderful way of making the other person, whoever it is, like let's say a grandmother in Kentucky – Making her the star of the show oh. because she fixed, I don't know, some gumbo or something like that. <laughs> right on. And, um, yeah, it is very sad. I mean, we think, wow, these are successful people. These are rich people. These are people who I want to be. Mm-hmm. How can they have a horrible life or, or, or what have you? I mean, I'm the one who's struggling. And you talked about, um, you know, uh, a struggle that's that seemed to be, that just seemed to come out of the blue and of course it doesn't really come out of the blue there are things happening in the dark no but i think that yeah. i've seen a lot of people their reactions is going like exactly. well, I'm, am i not paying attention right. i think we talked about this as mm-hmm. far as just politically and in the world today if you don't see there's a crisis right now with all the gun violence that we talked about with mm-hmm. this kind of self abuse and, and suicide violence which i think is a very very violent act yes to do to your your own person yes and you know and I, I think I've been saying over and over and I don't mean to sound really awful and mm-hmm. and mean and I have a remedy I have an idea but <coughs> we'll get to that but I don't really <laughs> I don't really mean to say all that but if you don't yeah. see that the world's in crisis right now you're simply not looking and I think with the way people are reacting to the suicide mm-hmm. this past week mm-hmm. I think it's like really shaking people it's like I'm not seeing this despair and yet I'm looking for it, but it's hard to see. Yes. Because a lot of times people in despair Mm -hmm. don't want to show it to you. Right. They don't want you to see their ugliness. That's exactly right. No, they're ashamed of it, and they blame themselves. Yeah. Or maybe they blame other people, but but they quietly survive in that darkness. Yes. And and I know that Mm -hmm. the reasons people are reacting to this is because they – would like it illuminated. Sure. They'd like to probably help these folks and others like Yeah. You know? I mean, I think about Robin Williams, um, someone who made us laugh, but he was crying in the inside. You know, he had some, you know, inner struggles that he was dealing with, and he didn't want anyone to be burdened by that. Um, they say that I remember t- learning from, um, from acting school, one of the requirements of tragedy is pity and fear. We pity the protagonist, but we fear that it will happen to us. And I think when we think, look at Anthony Bourdain and um, Kate Spade, we pity them. We mourn their loss, but we fear, oh, my God, I can befall that same sadness or darkness, or I am befalling that same darkness. Or my loved ones. 
Yes. Does. Yes. And and I and I fear. Yes. You know, I fear for them. Yes. And I want to be in a place where I can take away that fear, where I can be that loving presence for them. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And unfortunately, when the when it goes down the way it went down for those folks, mm-hmm. it's too late. That's right. It's too late. You know? And it usually happens away from everyone in the darkness, uh, isolate. We, you know, we've talked about isolating yourselves and how dangerous that can be. Yeah. Um, did we want to jump into the scripture? Um, in a little. Uh, sure. Uh, one thing I, uh, you know, as I was trying, you know, to, mm-hmm. you know, we, I knew we talked earlier this week, like we wanted, we were probably going to like hit on this topic that we started out with today. Yeah. I wanted to just. Uh, Today's Saturday. Yesterday was Friday. Yes. And in, 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 the, in the church, I guess the Catholic Church more. So uh, this, this Friday, um, which is the 19th day after Pentecost, and I don't know if this means anything to anyone, but, it, but it's a day called the Feast of the Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a feast about um, the Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. And according to the Gospel of John 19, verse 33... When Jesus was dying on the cross, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. And the celebration of the Sacred Heart is associated with a physical wound and associated with sacrifice, the mystery of both blood and water uh, pouring out of Christ's chest, and the devotion God asks from humankind. And this is something interesting I just read. is Pope Pius the, the Seventh wrote about the Sacred Heart in his... Uh, uh, in his uh, encyclical, and this is like, I guess the year they're putting this is 1956. But this mm-hmm. is what, this is what he wrote, and I, and I think it ties into what you want to talk about later with Hosea, mm-hmm. because we have, we have kind of like a yin and yang kind of thing going on with what I feel like this devotion means. Yes, and here. Here, let me read a little bit from that encyclical. Mm-hmm. It says, Devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus is devotion to Jesus Christ himself, but in the particular ways of meditating, m- meditating on his interior life and on his threefold love, his divine love, mm-hmm. his burning love that fed his human will, mm-hmm. and his sensible love that affects all his interior life yeah um and when i said you know i wanted to talk to you this week and i wanted to talk about the uh you know the feast of the sacred heart Mm -hmm. i really the the kind of what it all boils down to me is like christ has this overwhelming or god or whatever you believe in Mm -hmm. has this overwhelming love for you yes total not judging you, accepting you the way you are, mm-hmm. love for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're in despair. Yeah, you maybe screwed up yourself in this in this horrible way, or maybe you screwed up other people, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Your faults, your ugliness, mm-hmm. you, you know, your disappointments. Mm-hmm. I'm taking all that in account too, and saying, I got your back, dude, and I still love you. We still love you here. Yeah. You know, uh, this God love is coming at you regardless mm-hmm. of of the pitiful things you feel mm-hmm. or the, the gross reality you see. Mm-hmm. It's still coming at you. 
Yeah. And the only thing I want in return mm-hmm. is for you to love me. Now, how are we going to love God right. the way he loves us? Right. That's a, that's a lot to ask. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people don't accept that bargain. Yeah, you know, when I think about the, the, feast of the, the, history, the Feast of the Sacred Heart, there are three types of love that's going on. Mm-hmm. Jesus' divine love, right, the, yeah, the love that connects him with God, the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, the burning love that feeds his, the human will. When I think about human, I think about us, the humanity, the connection the of being yeah. a, a person right, and not just a God. Exactly. Thing. Although he was kind of a hybrid. Right. <laughs> and what's interesting, the love that affects his interior life. And I would think if if God if Jesus is taking on um the human form, then when we talk about his interior life, if he's taking on us in our physical form, he's dealing with how you know, if Jesus is looking upon himself internally, he's giving us tools for us to look at ourselves internally. I mean, that's how I look at it. I mean, maybe no, I'm that's a, a bit off. No, that sounds per- perfectly workable. <laughs> you know? And I think about, um, I think it was Freud that talked about id, ego, and superego. Id talks about our instincts, mm-hmm. um, perhaps the things that we want to do, our desires, the things that we need to fight against. Our urges and appetites. Yeah. Yeah. Ego deals with reality, you know, what's happening right in front of us. And the superego sort of deals with our morality, what we should do. And I think, I mean, if I had to draw a parallel, um, when Christ focuses on um, the divine love, it's sort of the superego, what we should be doing, our morality. Um, The love that feeds on the human will, I suppose that would be the id, how we fight against our carnal desires, the things that we know we shouldn't be doing, but we do. Um, and, of course, uh, the love that affects our interior life, perhaps that would be the, uh, the ego. Now, that's just a theory that I'm throwing out there. I mean, you can, you can sort no, of extrapolate it. I mean, you're trying to, it trying to establish a, a, yeah, exactly. a connection to yeah. this, you know, as but, far as, like, something we can, like, mm-hmm. use. I mean. Exactly. I mean, and, and when we look at the Bible, it's really a, a blueprint on how we live our lives. God is speaking to us. We talked about this last week. It is a it's it's as close to a physical form of God as we can you know, as we have, and God is telling us this is how you live our uh, our lives. And one of the difficulties that a lot of the prophets went through in the Old Testament, and even what Christ went through in the New Testament. That's why we have all of these um, these parables and the um, sort of the retelling of the scriptures. And okay, you listen to the Ten Commandments. Well, now here's the one commandment you can focus on. Love God and love your neighbor. This, these are all ways of getting people to understand this is what God's love is. This is what God is, and this is what he wants from us. And it's a difficult sell because people in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament, and I would even argue today, we look for miracles. We look for what God will give to us, not necessarily what we as an individual and as Christians what our responsibility is to give to the outside world and how we look it upon ourselves as Christians. You know, I think, you know, the best thing I can do, I mean, I know we come through this over and over and I have a real, I have a real struggle telling other people, you know, mm-hmm. you know, even though the whole point of this is to try and spread the good news of, of, 
uh, and, and mm-hmm. the kind of value that Christianity presents yeah. in the world. I have a I have a real struggle telling other people, well, you need to be this, or you mm-hmm. need to do that, or you need to be a Christian because of this stuff, or you need to, you know, yeah. you, how do you call yourself a good person, you know, if you're not doing blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you asked me, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing, um, you know, it's like Craig. Why? Why do you? Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why do you believe? You mm-hmm. know, in in this particular, you know, religion. And I, and I'd say, from the bottom of my heart, it's because I really want to Not believe sure. it. Not I sure. really, really want to believe in that love. Mm-hmm. I want to have it come, mm-hmm. and I want to give it back. Yeah, and that—that's kind of where it's coming from, and sure. so it sort of takes away a little, a lot of the noise. Yeah, it doesn't really address all the specific, yeah, despairs and hopes yeah. and wants of other yeah. life, and it doesn't, and it's, it may not be the most useful toolkit at all times. Yeah, but my God, when you are, mm-hmm. you know, strapping up that rope over a pole or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because you don't believe in anything. Yeah. At least there's a possibility, mm-hmm. you know, that you know, God's going to love you. Yeah. God's going to love you no matter what. Yeah. I, wa- I wasn't implying that, hey, this is what we're telling you how to be the No, no, but I just think like throughout our weeks and months yeah. doing this, I can see how people would get like, oh, come on, you're beating me over the head with this. And yeah, I guess, but, mm-hmm. you know. This is our this is our journey, right? And we're, you know, this is our personal journey, right? Exactly. You know, and our public and mm-hmm. our emotional journey, our spiritual yeah, that's journey. That's exactly right. You know, and I think it's important to kind of relate that not only to each other but to other people. Exactly, and we reinforce what we believe. Sort of, you know, when we do these podcasts, we're reinforcing it within ourselves. And when I think about people who are in that dark place, like Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade, and there are others who are not famous who there will be no articles written about who are going through their bit of despair. What is it? What is it that, you know, that makes us like, you know, you and I, we could have just stayed in bed and just, you know, <laughs> rolled around. Um, what is it that keeps us, um, that keeps us uplifted or, or what have you? And I think that um, especially when we look at the Feast of the Sacred Heart, Jesus telling us not necessarily, hey, this is what you're going to do, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm like, you know, like in the Old Testament, God gave us a set of rules. Oh, yeah. These are the rules. This yeah. is what you got to do. Yeah. It's not like and, it's not like not like I'm talking BS here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus is saying, OK, listen, now I'm going to put myself in your shoes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the pain that you've taken. I'm going to even take even more pain than you've taken. And I'm going to live my life as if I were you. Not necessarily the, the temptation. You know, there's a lot of debate upon whether Jesus was tempted or not. So I don't know if he had to undergo the temptations that we go Some through. Some people, you know, yeah. let, let us know. Let us know. We're, <laughs> we're reaching here. We need, sure. We need some, some scholars to kind of let us know. Yeah. But, yeah, I, the, the point you're making is, like, yeah, suddenly, uh, you know, God is not just sitting there, you know, throwing out rules and and – trying to give you cookies but saying like uh 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 not until you agree to the caveats of right. of how I want you to eat the cookie or right. share the cookie right. or whatever. I mean, you know, the one thing the, the one dynamic thing that happened with Christ, especially you know, in talking about this feast day mm-hmm. of the Sacred Heart is yes. that we're examining 
just of the heart of Christ. I mean, and just this love mm-hmm. without restrictions. Right. Just this pure, absolute love he has for you, mm-hmm. for me, for his children, for, yeah. for the world. And, and yes, it's very simplistic. Mm-hmm. And it probably is. It, it probably is not as interesting as a, as a as a as mm-hmm. a bunch of rules or a specific toolkit. Yeah, and yeah. what's interesting, you know, you brought up the uh, the verse, the uh, the scripture Hosea eleven. Well, it, and when, yeah, and it was I, just something I stumbled on when I was. Yeah, but I think it connects to the speakers of the Sacred Heart because when we talk about Christ, and especially the very first part of the 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 Feast of the Sacred Heart, the His divine love. The connection that he has with God, the the one I, I will think the one requirement of um, of being a Christian, you have to believe that God is there. You have to believe that God loves you. If you don't believe that, then everything else is irrelevant. Um, you have to believe that, um, and we've talked about this before. Can we prove that God is there? Can we prove that? No, we can't prove it. It's something that you have to believe. Like I remember in the very very first podcast we had i asked about you know like uh, in relationships when a woman says that she loves you do you believe it you you know you have no tangible proof it has to be based on your faith and relationships are based on faith and when we get into hosea this is about it's talking about god's love for the children of israel despite the fact of them not returning the love to him and uh, when I when I when you sent this to me and I read it, I was like, wow, I never really thought about God being in pain. Uh, and it's the type of pain. we think about Christ suffering. Exactly. Yeah. We think about yeah, we think about, you know, Christ being on the cross. And yeah. and, you know, uh, when um, well, Lazarus, we're, talk, we're talking about God pre, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Christ, although Christ is eternal and blah, blah, blah. We can go through that. Yeah. But, but we're talking about, you know. God having that emotional pain that yep. that like ow ow you're, you're you're killing me here yes exactly you know kind of thing and when when people think about when people have problems with with God or that being a higher entity what I think what they're really saying is they don't they can't wrap their minds around the fact that God really loves us and emphasizes 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 has empathy. Yep. Uh, for us, that he understands our pain, that he's not just some individual in a sky. The boss. The boss <laughs> <laughs> that looks down upon us. You're screwing up. You're fired. You're not going to heaven. Um, but that, that he really cares, and he wants us to care for him. And when that doesn't happen, when we push away from him, he has pain. This God can feel pain. And uh, Hosea, so I'd like to read Hosea. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's an interesting verse. Yeah. So this is Hosea 11th chapter. We'll focus on 1 and 2, and then I'm going to jump to, I believe it's, uh, was it 6 through 8, I think? Um, let me go back to what you were. Yeah, I think you got it there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll jump to 8 and 9. I'm going to read 1 through 4, Hosea 11th chapter 1 through 4, and then 8 through 9. And this is the NIV version. Here it is. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the balls, and they burned incense to images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms, but they did not realize it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. To them, 
I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek, and I bent down to feed them. So that's one through four. Now I'm going to jump to eight and nine. Eight. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? How can I treat you like Adma? How can I make you like Zimboyim? My heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. I will not carry out my fierce anger, nor will I devastate Ephraim again. For I am God and not a man, the Holy One among you. I will not come against their cities. And there you go. That's Hosea 1 through 4 and then 8 through 9. And I think basically what's happening, I mean, there are a lot of things that, that's going on. When I mention Ephraim, Ephraim is a character in the Bible, but I believe these are the people of Ephraim that he's referring to. Uh, he's basically talking about uh, the children of Israel who were, brought, who were brought out of Egypt. But instead of loving God, they are sacrificing to other gods, like uh, I mentioned Baal, B-A-A-L. Yeah. And uh, they're burning uh, instances to images. They're doing all the things that God does not want them to do. Mm-hmm. And earlier, I had mentioned uh, in, uh, when we had breakfast, Hosea, Hosea, fourth chapter, there's a lot of references to prostitutes yeah. where he's making a reference that the relationship that God has with Israel is like a man uh, with a woman. And um, God, representing the man, is wooing the woman, um, but the woman is still hooked up with, I guess, the other gods or the other man that was in her life or, or what have you. And um, it's such a personal, personal uh, verse. You know, uh, he, and actually the reference is here as a father to a child. It says when Israel was a it's child. It's really pretty, isn't him. it? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and even here, I mean, like, in a way, it kind of reflects what, what I was kind of getting from, you know, just from the feast day, although it's, right. I mean, in a way, you know, uh, God's saying, you know, I see all the mm-hmm. faults and all the, and all the stuff that's going on, yeah. you know, and, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just as disappointed as you might be mm-hmm. and know that, you know, you know, and know that this is, you know, not divine. This is shallow. This mm-hmm. is human. This yeah. is not who, what I represent, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm not going to get all pissed off at you. Exactly. I'm going to pick you up like you're a child mm-hmm. and love you. Yeah. Because now you need it more than ever. Yeah. You know? And I think it's a realization by God that they're not, I, I would assume that Israel isn't doing it because they really, really hate God or they really have rejected him. But it's almost like a child that doesn't understand the relationship. That other than, I mean, a child loves its mother and father, but a child is still carnal. The child is still wants to do its own thing. A child, when they throw the food on the floor or when they don't pick up their toys, they're not doing it because they're evil. They do it because they just haven't learned what their responsibility is in this relationship between parent and child. And it sounds like Israel doesn't rep- r- understand its responsibility. You know, God doesn't just say, I love you, but God says, I want you to do this or that. Having an attitude mm-hmm. um, is is probably one of the hardest things to, to mm-hmm. learn how to to do. Yeah, as a as a grown up, sure. <laughs> having 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 a having a I mean a good attitude. Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. Um, and, and you know, I mean, we all understand appetites. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like babies only feel pleasure and pain, and that's, that's right. 
and that's why we take care of them because they can't really figure out how to how one relates to the other or the future mm-hmm. you know and uh you know we're spiritual babies a lot in in, the, in this life you know yeah. not just not just when we're baptized mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> or whatever mm-hmm. you know um we're spiritual babies a lot over and over and we keep growing and that's the idea yeah you know but it, but each time we have a a more clear understanding hopefully that mm-hmm. oh, okay i have pleasure and pain and appetites and so exactly. forth but i also have a different attitude i have a maybe a growing attitude or an attitude based on you mm-hmm. know some wisdom hopefully yeah <laughs> you well, know based on maturity i mean you have to yeah. mature sometimes yeah. you have to grow i mean just like a young christian a young christian may go into church and hear some wonderful music and a wonderful sermon it's like oh yes I want to do this. Yeah. But they're coming in real young, and they don't understand, okay, now you have responsibilities. Yeah. Now you, now you have to go to <laughs> choir practice. <laughs> right. Or, or Bible study. Or now you have to, you know, take care of someone who yeah, is, you, um, yeah. who's in need. Yeah. And that sort of stuff. Yeah. We need, we, you know, we need people, people to give communion to the homebound. We yeah. have a few – we have to feed, feed uh, mm-hmm. the hungry. We have to accept um, – Different people in our con- congregation, That's different exactly people right. that maybe, you know, you might find distasteful. That's exactly are right. criminals because they mm-hmm. are defined as such by our society right now. Yeah. You know? That's just you, like, yeah. Just you like, know, you ahead. may not agree with their sexual orientation. And right. yet, you have to love them. Yep. And, <laughs> and that's just what Bishop Michael Curry was talking about in the Reclaim Jesus movement. Yeah, well, I, 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 I feel like we need more of him. Yeah. Much, much more and louder. Yes. With more numbers because, man, this world needs love. That's exactly right. This world right. needs love. Bad. Yeah. What's yeah. interesting to tie this back into the uh, the feast of the uh, the Sacred Heart, clearly God in Hebrew, in Hosea 11 is showing compassion. He, he's like, listen, I understand why this is happening. I understand why you did this or are doing this. Um. And it show, and you know, when when G, when God gives us Jesus Christ, who is connecting to us through um, love, you know, uh, a better understanding of the love of God, and a, a, an understanding of our human flesh and how carnal we are, and then a love that will help us change through our internal life. We're seeing an excerpt of this, a sort of, you know, God saying, listen, I have compassion in the Old Testament, and now I'm going to reinforce that empathy by sending down my son who will suffer the same way that you are. So we see that there's a connection there. One thing that that, that um, if we jump into Hosea 5, because um, in, re- in reading Hosea 11, I was like, I wanted to sort of get into sort of a background as to what's going on. With, with Israel and uh, its relationship with God. And w- what I found interesting was the references to um, prostitution. Um, yeah, excuse you, me. You, you touched on that a little bit. Yeah, so verse 3, Hosea 5, verse 3. I know all about Ephraim. Israel is not hidden from me. Ephraim, you have now turned to prostitution. Israel is corrupt. Their deeds do not permit to return to their God. Did their deeds do not permit them to return to their God? A spirit of prostitu- uh, prostitution is in their heart. They do not acknowledge the Lord. And it goes on and on and on. 
And it, it just struck me. I mean, clearly, they're not talking about a real prostitute, a real woman who is selling her body. This is a, uh, a allegory. This is a, uh, you know, Israel. And I guess the prostitute would be the other god, the false god. But it had me thinking, I mean, uh, when we talk about relationships, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, uh, you know, I mean, if we wanted to use the idea of a prostitute as a, you know, some kind of symbol, like I, I think it's just the idea that it's the quick fix. That's exactly you know, right. Without the commitment. Yes. It's the kind of like, oh, God, i got to get my nut on. Right. You know. Right. right. <laughs> you know. I mean, I just, I just got to. Yeah. Without, without, the, without the care. Mm-hmm. For the other person right. or yourself at the moment, it's just you know you're not really showing a or you know when you I mean when you do that you're not really showing that you mm-hmm. you know you have you have a value for your you know for either person in that relationship exactly you know? and and I think about um, you know because all of us I mean clearly when we think about prostitution we're thinking about cheating on your wife or you know or just hooking up with a woman who is considered a harlot or whatever but. I want us to think about when we do things that deviate from what God wants us to do, it's as if we've taken up with a a spiritual prostitute. We're cheating on God. Um, and, I, and I began to think about why, why we um, would do something like that. What, what, what are the, what's, what's the allure of prostitution? And um, I, yeah, I just wrote a couple of things. Um, Prostitution is used many, the, the word prostitution is used many times in Hosea. Why does a man choose a prostitute? Number one, man is impatient, in a rush. Um, and I, and I've, I remember thinking about Moses, when, you know, when Moses came down from uh, Mount Sinai with, um, with uh, the Ten Commandments. And the people of Israel, you know, at the bottom of the mountain, they were impatient. They were like, hey, you know, we want a God right now. So they built the, uh, the, the golden calf. And immediately started uh, worshiping that because they just didn't want to wait around anymore. And I think we all go through that. You know, we're, we're very impatient. We want the quick <coughs> fix. Number two, we don't believe in the love that we have anymore. That's if we have a relationship with God. But let's say there are folks who don't have a relationship with God at all. Let's say there are those who are atheists or agnostic. They, we don't believe that we can achieve that love because we don't believe in God. Or let's say... Our, our belief in God is very young. Let's say we're young Christians. Uh, we want to have some sort of a sign, and we don't see the sign. And we're like, well, I just don't believe anymore. So we jump into something else to give us that instant satisfaction. Number three, we're dazzled by what we see, but not by what we understand. <clears throat> Meaning, I mean, you know, what's the allure of a prostitute? You know, we see tits, ass, and, you know, a beautiful face and all that stuff, and boom. You know, we're like, okay, cool. Okay, let's go ahead and grab that. That's that's your fantasy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't know who she is. We don't know the name. We don't know any background. Um, We don't understand who this is. And um, I would even argue we don't understand the, the relationship that that it's based on. I mean, we have a relationship with everybody in life, with our bosses, with uh, our family, and all of that stuff. And sometimes the relationship is very, very strong. It has a strong foundation. And some are very, very weak and can go in the drop of a hat. I would argue that the relationship that we have with a prostitute is very, very limited. 
And man, in fact, it's based on a lack of communication. I don't want to know anything. Or how much money you've got in your wallet. <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah. That's the only information I need. Right. I don't want to know your name. I'll give you a fake name. You don't know my address. It's all about the lack of communication. I don't want to know anything about you. And let's think about jumping back into our relationship with God. It's based on communication. God knows everything about us. God sees through, you know, our hearts and our souls. And we get into a relationship with something other than God. It's the lack of communication. It's the lack of understanding. Well, that's, you know, it's unfortunately that's, yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. Kind of true, and that you know that's what we call sin or whatever. Right. But um, but trying trying to understand that that we do live in the you know in that day to day world of mm-hmm. something that isn't this divine relationship or isn't this grand deal. Mm-hmm. Our day to day lives are filled with you know. I want that cheeseburger, or I want that. That's exactly or right. I want that orgasm, or I, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or I want that money, or I want that position, or I, yep, you know, yeah. And you know, it could be even things like, hey, man, I, I want to get out of this like crappy mental health situation I'm in right now. Right. I want to stop, you know, fucking up my life, mm-hmm. you know, in various ways, and I want to have help. To mm-hmm. do it, but I don't feel worthy. I feel ashamed mm-hmm. and, and embarrassed yeah. and by this. Yeah. And or I, w- I want somebody to validate, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that I am cool mm-hmm. and and right yes. and strong. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like we go through these <laughs> this life just wanting, wanting, wanting. I mean, well, that's exactly and, right. And, and the attitude I'm trying to kind mm-hmm. of like portray here is like that's not going to go away just because you don't like it. It's mm-hmm. not going to go away from the others who you feel like are in pain and you want to help them. Mm-hmm. It's not going to go away for you yeah. if you feel like you're in pain and can't receive help. Yeah. What I want to just say through this, through Jesus Christ, through the Feast of the Sacred Heart, is say like, damn it, you're loved. You're loved with every, uh, everything. Mm-hmm. All of the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. You're accepted, loved, and I want you to get it. Mm-hmm. I really, really want to give it to you. Yes, you know, there, yes. There's a responsibility of understanding the difference, mm-hmm. understanding the difference between, you know, mm-hmm. me, my love, and the cheeseburger. Yes, yes. There's a responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it means that you need to love me too. Yeah, and by doing that, by caring for yourself, mm-hmm. that's a big first step. Yeah, by saying you're worth it, that's yeah. a big first step. Second thing you need to do is you need to love others. Yes, and that's gonna lo- that's gonna be that's the agreement. Mm-hmm. That's that's and then, then we're done. It's a it's a one two situation here. Mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. You love yourself. Yes, and others, you. Then, therefore, mm-hmm. we all get to live in this in this pretty pretty yeah. land, you know. Yeah, we talked about how we helped out a good friend of ours. Uh, I think it was last week, yeah, and we were cool. involved in the work. And I think we did three hours of work, yeah. and the time went by just like that. And whatever hope, whatever f- um, desires I had, whatever um, I-, I had, no thought about me, 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 me when I'm in the middle of work. And when you talk about 
you know, desires, and we talk about the cheeseburger or the orgasm or whatever it is, yeah. we're talking about wanting, and we talk about the, the initial want. And the more in a relationship you ask for something, you know, they say that there are takers and givers in relationships. There are people who give more in a relationship, and there are people who unfortunately take more. Well, What's our know, relationship with with uh, with with uh, with God? It's well, okay. it's you know, in this world, that's the way it's going to be. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you're going to be asked to give more, and sometimes you're, they're going to they're going to need more. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, the the thing is, is to try to have the strength that's exactly to know right. how to how to help people responsibly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, we and, and that's a hard one to do too. It's when yeah. do you, when do you say enough's enough? Mm-hmm. You know, and say, like, you know, I'm not helping you. Mm-hmm. You know, I've helped you and helped you, you know, and it's not getting better. You know, so that's why I'm saying, like, Ugh! you know, I mean, I don't know where to draw that line. Well, you know, you know well, and it's well, hard for me to yeah. tell, tell you what's, you know, what's the best way to do it. We, we've talked about this before. We talked about this during uh, breakfast time where. You have to have you have to take responsibility, and when we get into the feast of the Sacred Heart, Jesus is sort of showing us, or at least He's showing me. I'm going to show by example. I'm going to take responsibility with my connection with God, my connection with my um, desires. You know the, the uh, human part. Yeah, the human part, and also the internal reflection. What do I need to do to better myself? So it's not so much about want, want, want. It's it, a, no, it, there's a there's a procedure. Exactly. There's a practice. That's that's exactly. Know, right. Yeah, it's not like it's just you know, mm-hmm. love, love, love. Okay, got it. Yeah. See you next week. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of thing. Because yeah. Jesus, all through his travels, he's meeting with individuals who are mesmerized by him, yeah. but they're still caught up in their own little desires. Like the rich person was like, "Oh, I want to follow you. Well, give up all your riches." And he was sad because he was a rich man. Yeah. And he said, well, it's easier for a, man, for a camel to fly, go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And he's basically saying, listen, you may, you know, be mesmerized by what I'm telling you, but are you ready to take responsibility for yourself? Are you ready to help your fellow man the way I'm helping you? Are you looking for just me to give you the miracle? Are you ready to give a miracle yourself? Because I've given you the, the, all of the utensils to be a miracle in someone else's life just by being there, just by helping them. But are you willing to take on that responsibility? And to jump that back into Hosea, um, you know, God is dealing with Israel as if it were a child. And we know, in re- I mean, we're n- neither of us are parents, but uh, we know that um, eventually a child will become a teenager and, you know, we try to teach children to be responsible. Okay, I'm going to teach you to clean up. I'm going to teach you to, you know, uh, to wash up after yourself. I'm going to teach you to brush your own teeth. I'm going to teach you to be responsible. I'm going to teach you to have empathy for others. Just because you want to, you want that toy away from Billy. Billy's playing with a toy and you want it. You need to have empathy. You can play with Billy. You can have compassion for Billy. You can, you know, um, Love and care for uh, Billy as and, and look at him as 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 a friend, it, although he may look different from you and he may sound different from you and, and what have you. And I believe that's what the message that uh, that Christ has for us. And I think that's um, the message in Hosea. You know, he's saying, listen, you are children. 
children of Israel. Let me read it again. With Israel was a child. I loved him. And out of Egypt I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. And he talks more about, you know, what they, how they <coughs> adhere to the old gods and all of that stuff. But he says, guess what? Out of, throughout all of that, I still love you. And I'll still be there for you. And I will never leave you. Yeah. And I will bypass whatever pain I'm going through. And I think that's a wonderful lesson. I mean, there are people who will give us pain, unfortunately. I don't think that they do it because, you know, a lot of people who give us pain, I think 80% of the time, they're just going through their own stuff. I mean, uh, when a child gives their parents pain, let's say a child, I don't know, I'll just give an example, throws a toy at the mother or, I don't know, spits at the mother or whatever. They're not doing it because they're evil or they're hatred. I mean, they're just, go they're just going through own, their own internal stuff. I mean, a baby is carnal. A baby is has to be taught. Um, how to be civilized, to be civil. And I think when we separate ourselves from the emotion of what people do in our lives, we come to a better, um, a better way of, of really helping them. If you're in the business of helping them, if you're not in the business of helping people, I have to ask why you're a Christian. Well, you know, it's nothing simple here. Yeah. I mean, it's not simple stuff. I mean, we, you know, we're, I'm trying to boil it down into this mm -hmm. kind of, Love, be loved, allow love. Exactly. You know, and I think that what Curry was trying to do in his speeches. That's right, Bishop Curry. But, you know, the, many people will tell you the devil's in the details. Mm -hmm. I think after these suicides and, 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 the, and deaths, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of people are asking themselves, how, how can I stop this? How can I stop this from hurting me and others whom I may, who are silent, mm -hmm. who are maybe who may be stewing and hurting and are planning to hurt themselves or planning to hurt other people. Yeah. And how can I, how can I stop this? And I think that these are all very salient questions. And I don't think that there's a lot of real simple explanations, but by God, we should be asking them by God. Yes. We mm -hmm. should never ever cease to try and cope and love other people mm -hmm. because the world needs it now. Yeah. So, so badly. So, so much. And we need it too. Mm -hmm. You know, even if we're not at the moment suffering. And even if we mm -hmm. want to help somebody, don't know how. Yeah. This desire is great. Mm -hmm. This desire is important. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. You just got to take that but def, you know step by step yeah minute by minute day by day i'm not yeah. sure i mean that's what i do when i'm in pain it's like i just try and mm -hmm. get through the next hour without yeah. being self-destructive or hurtful towards others mm -hmm. and if i'm out helping a friend for three hours yeah that's keeping me off the streets <laughs> it's keeping exactly me right. out of my head that's exactly right it's keeping me further from my own mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. you know inabilities mm -hmm. You know, so it's just like it, it's occupying my, my time. Yeah. I would never, I mean, it, it, you know, when we deal with suicide um, prevention, it's, it's never, never, never a simple thing. And everyone's situation is very, very different. So when we, you know, our podcast is only an hour long and um, I, I, I would not think, I would not even begin to say, hey, you know, well, here's the solution. Here's what you have to do. It, it, there's, number one, you have to. 
And that's something that you and I do, Craig and I, and even with Deb. You know, we talk to one another. We fellowship with one another. We express what's going on. One of the one of the sad things about when you hear about suicide, even with Robin Williams and um, Bourdain and and uh, Miss Spade, they were in the dark. I mean, they were they put themselves into a secluded room and did what they did. And um, I'm, I'm not saying that they uh, never talked to a loved one or what have you, but it's it's always helpful. I mean, it's it's very easy thing to think that I'm the only one that's going through the trouble that I'm going through. I'm the only one that's going through the SHIT that I'm going through. No one understands my pain. Um, I think that I may not understand your specific pain. I may not have gone through what you have gone through. Well, then I but didn't I'm want sure to th- deal with your pain. Sure. <laughs> and that's, 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 that entirely could be true. That's very much true. You know? I mean, and you, there, I mean, there are plenty of people who don't want to hear it. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and, and that hurts, too. Yeah. You know? But, 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 yeah, we, 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 you know, you and I, Deb, mm-hmm. we kind of, like, you know, mm-hmm. develop this uh, this commonality, not just in our faith, you know, but mm-hmm. in our in our wanting to see the best for each other. Sure. And, 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 and I'm sure. And any time, you, mm-hmm. you know, you can do that. I think Christ said, two, hey, two or more people yeah, that's right. doing this. That's a party. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's you know? exactly right. You know? And I'm sure I'm sure you've been surprised at some of the things that I've said to you or some of the things that Dev have said to you. Oh yeah. Or the connection. I'm, oh yeah, no and, and it's and it's ideas that I would never have come up with on my own. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Which is great because I run out of ideas. I yeah. need more. And and, I, and when we talk about opening yourselves up and connecting with other people, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised at what people have to say or you know the compassion that can come from other people and i think that's part of the miracle um of i mean you may not say it's god's miracle i'm just or talking it's not to someone. it's not working for me it's not giving me what you know that's yeah. possible too that's all possible yeah um but man you know it's it's worth giving it a shot now isn't it of course of yeah. course and um you know, talking. I mean, um, so there's a there's a number, and I'll put this I'll put this I'll put this link up. Please one eight hundred two seven three talk. And uh, if you are even thinking about, you know, let's say you just want someone to talk to, um, you know, the people there are are there for you, and also suicidepreventionlifeline.org. We'll put that link there as well. Um, but jumping back into you know what we believe, you know, when I think about people who are in that dark moment. They will usually go to the quick fix solutions. You know, we talked about, we just talked about, you know, prostitution being an allegory of, you know, stepping away from God and getting your quick fixes. There are people who jump into drug and alcohol and thinking, well, you know, let me just get drunk. Let me just get wasted and that'll help me out. And and inevitably, it's always worse. I mean, you always come out, you know, worse for it. Um, and And then you become even you sink even deeper into despair because you hate yourself for doing it. Yeah, it's kind of a round and round. Yeah, exactly. Believe me, I know. Yeah, so it's all we can say is, I mean, our podcast is called You Gotta Have Faith. And um, I like the thing that you say, though, about the evidence of things. Not seen. Not seen. Yeah. I want to establish something mm-hmm. to people and I don't know. I don't know your situation. I don't know everybody's situation. I mm-hmm. just can only speak for myself. Yeah. But there is evidence of things seen as well. 
there's evidence, even though maybe mm-hmm. you can't line it up, but I ask you to mm-hmm. understand that there is evidence, evidence that you're a valuable human being. Mm-hmm. I've, 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 I've had to be proven. That's right. To, you know, for myself, because I was having a rough time believing in evidence of things unseen. Sure. I needed evidence of things seen to kind of back it up. Mm -hmm. And no matter whether you think it's the, you know, it it totals up on the balance sheet the way it should or Mm -hmm. not, Mm -hmm. understand that as I've had to understand and I've had to understand in others too is like, no matter what kind of crap is going on, mm-hmm. there is value. There's value in that person. There's mm-hmm. value in yourself. Yeah. You know, you got, and that's something you have to believe that is true. Mm-hmm. Not only of unseen evidence, but of seen evidence. That's right. You know? And I think what you're saying is listen, for anyone who's listening, you are a good person. There is goodness in you. When we talk about the goodness and kindness in mankind, those aren't just words. We believe, yes, you may have done bad things. Yes, you may, you know, um, you, you may think of yourself. And you may be surrounded by a group of people who think you are bad or whatever. Sometimes you need to separate yourself from bad elements and bad things to get into a good environment. And as far as, as, far as Christ's love, yeah. you know, is that the, maybe it's just a Jesus story about mm-hmm. – about the, you know, came down from heaven mm-hmm. and, you know, Mary impregnated, had birth, yeah. lived, died. Mm-hmm. And and maybe that's just some, you know, you know, cool little tale, mm-hmm. like a bunch of Bible tales. Mm-hmm. And but the point of it is, is the beautiful part of it is, is the representation of Christ as a human being. Mm-hmm. Who lived like us, yes, and suffered for us, and and some and and talked to us, mm-hmm. and walked with us, mm-hmm. you know, and in this even in this allegorical sense, mm-hmm. the beautiful thing about that is that we don't have to be alone, right? We don't have to feel like, oh, God's the boss, and I'm the human, mm-hmm. and never the twain shall meet. Yeah, you know, um, we don't have to go there. Mm-hmm. There, there's a love of of, of fellowship mm-hmm. just amongst people. Reach out, mm-hmm. talk to each other, reach out, touch each other. That's exactly um, right. Show love, you know. Yeah. Get it. Get receive the love and mm-hmm. show it. Yeah. You know, and that's all I can say about that. You know, it's interesting when I there are times where I. Um, I'll just share a very, very quick story. So there was a relationship that I was in earlier, or at least I thought I was in a relationship earlier this year, and it went south. It went really, really bad, and uh, I've had to really, really struggle with it. A lot of times, me, when I'm in bed, this is something about the circulatory system, but um, you can become really, really groggy, and you just you just don't feel like getting out of bed. And sometimes I just have to force myself, listen, i got to get up, i got to get up. Once I'm on my feet, and the circulatory system starts flowing through my body. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I could take a shower. I'm working. I'm walking. I'm Now I'm ready. Just that initial spark of just getting out and just doing what I need to do. Just pushing the right levers to get you up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And all it takes is just a little spark, just a little bit of momentum. Um, 
there's a friend of mine who had a really, really dirty uh, house, a uh, dirty apartment, and he had to clean it up or he was going to get evicted. And he's like, oh, my God, this stuff is just, it's just too much. This is many, many years ago. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'll help you. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a lot of stuff. But we focused on one bit, one corner. We're just going to focus on one corner. Don't even look at the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Just one corner. Just take a step. Focus on one corner. Okay, that's clean. Yeah. Now the next corner. Now the next. Just being in the middle of doing something, working, being productive. And just yeah, just making that first bit happen. Making the first bit happen, yeah. and all, and you'll be surprised at what other things you do. And I'll just invite anyone who is in that dark space. Sometimes, yeah. Anyway, sometimes yeah. you know, getting in that dark space, just doing something. Will will help you, and we hope that um, that that gives you some sort of inspiration. Hey. Remember, you are loved. God loves you. We love you, and uh, we're struggling too. Yes, you know we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we can testify and get really personal here, just like you just did, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and maybe we will more in the future. Maybe I think this part of this uh, mm-hmm. part of the reason we're here is to kind of be reveal more and and be more open. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying, and I will continue to. Yeah. And uh, but until then, um, I'd like to close us out in prayer. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Uh, Heavenly Father, there's a lot of things that you want for us, and you, and just one thing you want from us, and that is our love. We hope that um, as we move forward today, and th- this morning, and in the afternoon, and in the evening to come, and then tomorrow. Through your love, through the love that you've given us, we can draw ourselves closer and nearer to that idea about receiving that love and giving it back. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. Amen. All right. Now I'll uh, close this out. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church, which have made you turn your back on God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us. Write us up on Facebook or SoundCloud.com and share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast. You're already listening to it now, but you can tell your friends on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on store, go to the search engine on the upper right-hand side, and search for you got to have faith, and you'll find us. For Android users, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us, and you will find us. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Thanks.